0: Welcome to Pressing In, the podcast where we press into the Word and the heart of God and seek a glimpse of His perspective. I'm your host, Jamie DeSilvia. I'm a Christian speaker and the author of two devotional books that are unlike anything you've read before. Check out my website, jamiedasilvia.com, to learn more about my books. I am passionate about connecting women to the heart of God with biblical insight, authenticity, and grace. And now it's time for us to start pressing in. Hey, friends, it's episode eight. And today we are pressing into one of the most controversial passages of scripture for women. But don't run away, don't turn me off. We're going to look at Proverbs 31, perhaps in a way you haven't before. Now, I know some of you might be thinking you love Proverbs 31 and it's always been an encouragement to you, but most of the women that I talk to find it difficult, intimidating, kind of a unreachable standard. So we're going to kind of take her off the pedestal, if you will. I first discovered this passage when I was about 20 years old. I'd only been a Christian a couple of years. And this was a season when I was just learning how to really study the Bible, like how to look up words in the original language and look and see where else these words are used in Scripture. And I found some encouragement early on in this passage, mostly with kind of the idea that um, Jesus was like a husband to me. I was single at the time and... Uh, disconnected from my family of origin and I felt uh, some comfort and kind of a an awakening a new level of relationship with Jesus and him being um, a close confidant and a provider and a protector now later after I got married and had kids I began to see this passage a little differently I did begin to focus on all the duties um, that you see in the passage, all the things that she does. You know, one person I talked to about this book said, when does this girl sleep? Intimidating, yes. Eventually the passage became an ideal that I could never live up to. I saw all those incredible character qualities and just felt exposed um, for the sinner that I am. and. I didn't really feel encouraged so for many years I just avoided the passage altogether and I find that a lot of women in the church do the same and that's okay so a couple of years ago the Lord urged me to write a book about Proverbs 31 and I said heck no I was very resistant and It wasn't until the Lord presented a new idea to me that my heart began to open. The Lord challenged me with a question, and that was, what if this passage wasn't intended to be a mandate for women? What if this passage was intended to be an ode to women? What if it's poetry declaring the glory of women and how they were made? Truly, the passage is poetry. God had a hand in inspiring it and writing it. So I began to really consider, could this be God showcasing the potential, the glory, the beauty, the strength of women? He asked me to press in to the passage. He invited me to just sit in the verses, sit there with him until I could begin to see what he saw. I'm going to read the passage. It's Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31. I'm going to read that to you from the world English Bible, which is my favorite version of this passage. Who can find a worthy woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband trusts in her. He shall have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works eagerly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her bread from afar. She rises also while it is yet night gives food to her household and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She arms her waist with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp doesn't go out by night. She lays her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She opens her arms to the poor. Yes, she extends her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes for herself carpets of tapestry. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and delivers sashes to the merchants. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and kind instruction is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and doesn't eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Many women do noble things, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears Yahweh, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. When I sat in these scriptures for several months, he challenged me to change my perspective and really look closely to see could God be honoring women in this passage and not handing out rules, regulations, and commands. Could the Lord be emphasizing the unique way that he made women in this passage? I started to see what he was talking about. He asked me to take a different approach to this passage. I had always really fixated on... Some of the definitions of the words and some of the cultural um, implications that were there. But he asked me to set aside all the kind of the studying I had done over the years. And he asked me to look. When you find a keyword, I want you to see where else I use that in scripture. And I thought, okay, okay, I can do that. So I'm going to share with you a few of the words that I found in the passage. And their beautiful and surprising uses in other parts of the Bible. So the first one is from verse 10. Who can find a worthy woman? Or different versions say, a virtuous woman, a woman of valor. Some different phrasing there. Now... I had known from my years of studying that this word um, is actually in the Hebrew is a military term and it's used over 200 times in the Old Testament. And so I knew that there was this kind of military warrior quality um, to what God was saying about women. And so I started looking at some of the other uses of the word and came across one that really surprised me. And that is from the book of Judges. The angel of the Lord seeks out a young man named Gideon uh, that God is going to call to be the leader. And Gideon sees himself as, you know, the youngest, the smallest of the least of the of the unknowns, you know, in his uh, tribe. But the angel of the Lord comes to Gideon while he's um he's kind of hiding out um i think he's threshing grain and he's hiding out from the enemies and the angel says the lord is with you mighty man of valor some versions say the lord is with you mighty warrior and that is the same word man of mighty man of valor or mighty warrior same wording that is used when Proverbs 31 says, who can find a woman of valor, a mighty warrior of a woman? And that really struck me. Uh, Not only that God sees women as mighty when we're often told um, that we're the weaker sex, but God says, I've made you strong and I've made you mighty. I've made you a warrior and just like gideon you know at the moment when the angel called to him gideon didn't see himself or think of himself as a mighty anything but god saw it and it's the same for you and i we have moments when we don't feel strong mighty don't feel like being a warrior at all and that is okay because you and i both know the scriptures say That when I'm weak, I'm strong because my inability, my dependence, my need for the Lord is the gateway. I I enter into his strength and now I'm a mighty warrior in his strength. But I wanted you to know that the Lord speaks to the Proverbs 31 woman the same way he speaks to Gideon. The next interesting word I came across in Proverbs 31 is from verse 14, that she is like the merchant ships, and she brings her bread from afar. This is, of course, making reference to the way she feeds and cares for her for her people. This word bread, this bread she brings from afar. um, It's the basic Hebrew word for bread. And it is the same word that the lord used when he said to moses in exodus 16 4 i will rain down bread from heaven for you same word the proverbs 31 woman brings her bread for her people same word that god says i will bring bread from heaven And the Lord really opened my eyes to see that women are often manna dispensers, which is such a funny word, but it is what came to mind as I was sitting in this verse. You and I are manna dispensers. The Lord offers bread from heaven and he often gives it to us so we can offer it to the people in our lives i hope that's resonating with you i know you can think of times when you have offered a little bit of spiritual or physical bread to the people in your lives and god has used you many times to do that the next word that i want to look at in proverbs 31 is in verse 18 where it says that she perceives her merchandise as profitable and her lamp doesn't go out by night now this is one of the verses that especially got to me and when i was a young mom with two two little girls man i took this literally i was the kind of mom that couldn't go to bed until i thought everything was done and and as women we know does everything ever get done no it doesn't I had to wrestle with this one a long time as the Lord asked me sit in these verses with me okay I'm sitting in this verse her lamp just go not go out by night and the way I'm sitting if you can imagine arms crossed, lips puckered foot tapping okay God what it would you mean when you wrote this and as I looked at the word lamp and other uses in the old testament wouldn't you know it it's the same word used when god talks about the furniture in the tabernacle you know the tabernacle was the kind of the before the temple it was the place where the israelites worshiped and it was like a tent so it was mobile it could be set up it could be taken down and carried so the lampstand in the tabernacle same word as the Proverbs 31 woman and her lamp, that it does not go out by night. Now, did you know in the tabernacle there were no windows? Of course, you know, it was made of fabric and animal skin and whatnot, but there was no source of light in the tabernacle except for the lampstand. So it was very important and Scripture commanded that that lamp should never go out, unless, of course, they're going to take it down and move it some, move the whole thing somewhere. The importance of light, sister, you bring light into your world in a very unique way. Now, these lamps in the tabernacle were filled with oil that was um, kind of their power source, if you will. And they were, of course, lit and the priests were challenged to keep them filled so that they would burn all the time. Like I said, no other source of light. So they had to be burning all the time. So just like the lamps in the tabernacle were filled with oil, you and I are filled with the spirit. The spirit of God. And we are light bearers. We are not the source of light in our in the world in in our homes in our communities we are not the source of light we are light bearers and god is the source of light the pressure is relieved just a bit you know take a breath i am not the light i'm a light bearer in a world with no true windows and sister the lord is shining his light through you okay the last Verse that I want to talk about and there's more of this um, you can actually read all the insights that I discovered about um, the Lord's view of women uh, in my book it's called you shall be praised and it's for sale on Amazon and if you go to my website jamiedisylvia.com all the information is there about the book also reviews and then a link to purchase it as well but there's so much more in there but this is the last one i want to talk about today verse 25 it says that strength and dignity are her clothing now this word strength is pretty straightforward but this word dignity is one of the those kind of abstract words that we kind of often have to google to make sure we know what it means and dignity means worthy of honor also a synonym could in the bible a synonym for this word could be glory or majesty so strength and is her clothing Um, glory and majesty are her clothing she is worthy of honor is what this verse is trying to communicate so as the lord challenged me i'm looking through scripture to see where else this these words are used And I come across Psalm 96. I'm going to read this to you. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are just idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. And wouldn't you know, Some of these words used to describe the Lord are the same exact ones used to describe the Proverbs 31 woman that she puts on strength and she puts on this dignity or majesty. And we know that these clothes are borrowed, don't we? I know that my strength is not my own. It's borrowed. You know, it is the Lord's strength in me and the same, my dignity or any... (laughs) time that the lord sees me worthy of honor uh, you know i'm in borrowed clothes he he is lending me his honor and his glory and i'm i'm happy to wear it um but who would have thought that the lord would permit in the bible for words to be used to describe him and then allow those same words to describe us. What a privilege, what a gift, what a different perspective that God sees us as already worthy, already lovely, already strong, already warriors and we've spent so much time chasing or hiding from proverbs 31 trying to achieve it trying to do the checkoff list trying to be all the things that we think that scripture requires and the whole time god was saying no that's that's who i made you to be you already are you already are a proverbs 31 woman now i'm going to close with reading from my book and this is kind of the summary, you know, I usually in my podcast, I read the scripture from God's perspective, and this is from God's perspective, but it, I'm taking a lot, a lot of Liberty with the scripture. Um, but I believe that this is what Proverbs 31 is saying to you and I, you, my daughter are a warrior. You are valuable. You are trustworthy. You are a worthwhile investment. You are a vessel of my goodness. You're creative. You have beautiful feet that bring good news. You, my daughter, you will rise in the night seasons. You deserve help. Your territory will expand. You are fruitful. You are strong. Your work is good. You are full of my light. Your mess is my masterpiece. You are a blessing to others. You will endure the winter. Your needs matter. You are robed in righteousness. You were made for leadership. You are gifted. You are clothed in my strength and dignity. You have a secure future. You walk in joy. You are wise. You are kind. You watch over others. You need rest. You are blessed. You excel them all. You are favored. You are beautiful. You honor me. Your fruit will last, and you, my daughter, you shall be praised. Hey friends, I'll see you next time when we press into another passage of Scripture. Thanks for listening to Pressing In with Jamie DeSylvia. If you've been encouraged by this podcast episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit jamiedesilvia.com to check out my books and do come chat with me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook.